today. Big news from SCOTUS and the Biden administration withdraws their vaccine mandate. We've got all that and much more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the Tundra, also known as the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We've got a full table today, so it should be a fun one. I am joined today by Savannah Hernandez, producer from Slightly Offensive, and uh, also our resident man on the street, which we'll get into later. She was at the Defeat the Mandate rally in D.C., got some incredible footage there, so I can't wait to get into that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. can't wait. It's going to be fun to go over. I'm not sure how much fun it was for you at the time. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Okay. We'll watch the footage. We'll all have fun watching this. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Uh, also joined by Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck Program, back with us again, uh, double dose this week, and also <laughs> the lovely Carol Roth, author of The War on Small Businesses, or Small Business, I'm sorry, and we're so happy to have you back. Um, really sorry, you're from Chicago. Chicago, right? I am. So this is super warm down yeah, here. It's I was like negative say. six this morning in Chicago. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it's only 30 degrees in the studio. It's I was feeling like like home. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, yeah. I, I feel like usually people escape Chicago to come here and they're like, wow, it feels way warmer. Right now in this studio, I'm like, I don't see the difference between this and negative six. So I don't Carol's know. Carol's sweating. She don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Call me, it's fine. Uh, all right, so news from SCOTUS. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring. Uh, this was reported as breaking news just earlier this afternoon. Uh, and it's interesting. This is, of course, he was Clinton-nominated, one of only three liberal, well, they say three liberal justices on the Supreme Court, but I'd like to count John Roberts as a liberal. Yes, as a liberal <laughs> these days. Uh, so it's him, Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. Uh, he spent more than 27 years on the Supreme Court and now has decided. I, I think the idea here is not to pull a Ginsburg, right? They saw what happened with Ginsburg, waited until the last second, mm. and it didn't work out well for them. And so there have been some conflicting reports that have been coming out that Breyer was very upset that the news was not supposed to be announced today, that he did not know that this was going to be announced today. Uh, so you got to wonder <laughs> how that shook out. But uh, now this, of course, has progressives on the hunt for a Supreme Court nominee who checks off all of the intersectionality boxes. Uh, you have progressives now demanding that Joe Biden pick a Supreme Court nominee uh, based on sex and race, just as he did with vice president. But you can't blame them because Joe Biden actually already said he would do this. This was in, uh, I believe this was 2020 in one of his debates. Here is, yeah, here is February 2020, Joe Biden. We talked about the Supreme Court. I'm looking forward to making sure there's a black woman on the Supreme Court to make sure we in fact get every representation. Not a joke, not a joke. I pushed very hard for that. My mother's motto was, she said, you know, you're defined by your courage, you're redeemed by your loyalty. I am loyal, I do what I say. He's I loyal mean, to everyone but America, let's yeah, be honest. It's true. He's loyal to all the people he shouldn't be loyal to. Yeah. I'm upset, though, if it's going to be a black woman, that's going to take Corn Pop out of the running. Oh, and I was oh hoping, God, I mean, bummer. he was a bad dude, <laughs> but was. I was hoping that maybe he could get a resurgence. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. I think we're all hoping for Corn Pop rather yeah. than what we're actually dealing with. I uh, hate to be, you know, there's a lone white dude that's like, <laughs> he's just, just, 
because they had to, they put him on the list, and he's sitting there Merrick like, Garland. Come on. Yeah, he's like, yeah. guys, yeah. this yeah. sucks. He's just like, he's just going to go to the beach for the next six months because he knows he's not the pick anyway. Mm. You know, isn't America grand? It's no. like, if you work hard, <laughs> you know, if you put those no. extra hours in, no. you know, while you're a single parent, you know, mm -hmm. your sweat and the blood, you can do anything you want. Unless, Unless you're, you're the wrong. Right. But, but I mean, this, this is really showing the cards that they're not feeling really great about the midterm elections, yeah. right? If, if yeah. they felt like this was solid, Breyer could have collected a check for like at least another couple months, maybe six, maybe a year. Mm -hmm. Now he has to go into the early retirement at the young age of 83. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, what was the, the latest poll showed that, in, so this is the best barometer too. The, the latest poll showed that uh, uh, independents are I think at 36% favorability on Joe Biden. 36%. Wow. Who are those 36% of independents? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. But th that says it all. They're, as if things continue the way they are now, Unless, I don't know, there's some dog wagging and Biden has to save Ukraine from Russia mm -hmm. or something like that mm -hmm. or give the appearance that maybe something like that could pull his numbers up. And I'm, ice cream I'm social with Russia. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, yeah. something like that. Together. But in the, in barring something like that, he's losing. Yeah. And they know it. Yeah, Savannah, what are your thoughts? Just regarding this pick today and regarding, I guess, um, you know, that it's going to be a black woman who's going to be at the forefront, my favorite question that's been posed is, Joe Biden, what is a woman? To the left, to the liberals, what is a woman? Oh, because, of course, you know, everyone always poses that question because the left has no idea. But um, I basically said, you know, if this is the base qualification for a Supreme Court nominee, black and woman, just burn the whole country down at this point. There's nothing <laughs> left for us. There really isn't. Yeah, I, so there... Uh, one of the Twitter accounts, I've never heard of this, but apparently this is a very prominent, uh, she will rise, a very prominent Twitter account for black women. It says, for decades we have watched as mostly white men on SCOTUS deny black communities our most basic civil rights because they don't equally value our needs. Justice Breyer's retirement paves the way for the first black woman justice in our nation's history. So I love that Loki, they're actually like, crapping all over Justice Breyer at the same time. <laughs> they're like, look, we know you're a liberal, but also you weren't a black woman. So yeah. 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 Out of the running yeah. time. They're like, white men have denied black communities our most basic civil rights because they don't equally value our needs. I just, it's, you know, you mentioned what is a woman, right? Mm -hmm. You want to ask them that. I would also like to ask them what Civil rights, are they lacking at this point? Please, someone tell me anything. Voting rights, Sarah, they can't explain how, but somehow that's one of them. I, they're I not just, allowed to be offered water, and so you're taking away their civil rights? I don't... I would like to ask them, what's in the Constitution? Like, that's yeah. that's the thing, if you're going to be nominated to the Supreme Court, that's the, really the only question that I want someone to be really, really solid on. Everything else is, you know, just sort of extra glitter and sparkle to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's, what's in the Constitution, and will you uphold it? <laughs> right, that, that, <laughs> that's fair enough, because they just know. Right, yeah. right. But it that seems that, that, that they reminds don't... me of Clarence Thomas when they were talking about the abortion debate, is he asked, he's like, look, I, if, this was a, if this was a gun issue, this is a first, you know, I would know exactly what to look for, because it's in the Constitution. Right. Mm. So show me about abortion. Where is that in the Constitution? And speaking of Clarence Thomas, if, he, if I'm just waiting for him to pull the troll trolls and just self identify as a woman and say conservatives beat you, you can't do it, it's already been done. Clarence yeah. Thomas is the best Supreme Court justice. We should just make a Supreme Court 
Clarence Thomas. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Everyone else, it's like, you know what, Kavanaugh was a little bit of a disappointment with his ruling on the OSHA mandates. John Roberts, like Sarah said, kind of more of a liberal anyway. <laughs> Let's just give it all to Clarence. I'm like, I'm uh, a Gorsuch signed. fan. I'm signed. Are you? Yeah, I think he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, he's been, he's yeah, been he's pretty. Been, I think he's been solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He made me, ner- Gorsuch, Gorsuch oh. yeah. he made me a little nervous uh, initially. Yeah. Uh, certainly he's better than Kavanaugh. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. Uh, well, Kavanaugh, he was, this was so ridiculous. He, he was always a swing vote ti- And person. at the time, we said that, right? At the time, we were like, look at his record. He's not very solid on all of these points that, like, as a, if you're a staunch conservative, you should be a little bit worried about this. Yeah. But we got so wrapped up in the fight between the liberals just completely upending this guy's entire life. That's all it was. We I defended know. his character <laughs> I assassination. I know. Not yeah. because we Word thought ourselves. he was, a, you know, the epitome know. of conservative values yeah. and a strong Strong, staunch constitutionalists. Well, I'm, a, I'm an independent, care? and I'm disappointed. So well, I'm not even, you know, I'm, I'm in that middle category, and even I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 So what are, well, obviously, I mean, look, you're the author of a book called The War on Small Business. Yes. So I would say the economy has been your uh, biggest complaint, and, maybe? And, you know, yeah, just, I mean, anything that's um, around individual rights and erosions of rights, you know, kind of hits me right there. Yeah. But certainly... Um, um, decentralization versus centralized power, which plays out in economic ways and all kinds of other ways, it's all very, very interrelated, and we always follow the money. So while it's like, yes, it's about the economy, but it's also bro- more broadly about individual rights. Yeah, well, because it, it really is all-encompassing, especially the last couple years with individual rights. And, and I mean, you're looking at what happened in Virginia uh, with the new governor now because of how they treated the parents of the schools and or of the children that went to the schools. And now we're seeing those schools actually doubled down on what brought uh, the new governor in to begin with, which was, I just read yesterday, they were uh, suspending children who tried to enter the school without a mask, Mm -hmm. even though the governor had signed an executive order allowing the the children to do that. They were calling the police on people. Um, Mm -hmm. these, These people are not well. (laughs) Did you see the clip, though, Sarah, of the mass group of high schoolers who walked into their high school without face masks to stand up for their rights and say, you know what, we're not going to do this. In Virginia, we want our rights and freedoms back. We're not going to adhere to this just because our school says we have to mask up. We're done with this nonsense. So I'm just really happy because, you know, what we're seeing right now going on with the truckers in Canada, Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the, where we're going to be talking about, I guess, the OSHA mandate being struck down as well. And, um, you know, we're making the right moves as a world. I would say globally, we're, we're winning. The people are winning and people are standing up. And so even high schoolers in Virginia are pushing back. I love to see it. Yeah. Uh, as far as Supreme Court goes, I, I'm kind of to the point where I would just like for the Democrats to just continue using these intersectionality checkboxes to make their decisions because it's working out so poorly for them. I'm like, you know what? That's totally fine. I have absolutely no problem with that. Um, all right, let's let's actually get to really quickly. Let's get to this uh, the story you alluded to, Savannah, and then we may have to take a, a quick break and come back to it. But I want to get to the the story of the day that leads to the wonderful coverage that you did over in D.C., but it is the Biden administration is officially withdrawing its workplace COVID-19 vaccine or test mandate. This is effective today uh, in response to the earlier Supreme Court ruling that was blocking this directive uh, that, you know, we all, we talked about it, we covered it, but it was supposed to be done through OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, um, which again, 
is a weird one. Joe Biden politicizing uh, all of these weird agencies like the CDC is supposed to ban landlords from collecting rent and OSHA. Is a, I think you were here last I was. Time. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's quick. It's all, it's all come full circle. It's really yeah. sad that that, it, that happens that often in the news that it's like Carol Roth comes <laughs> twice a year and every time she's here we talk about the way that the Biden administration is abusing its power. That's cool. <laughs> but they are withdrawing this testing uh, vaccination and testing ETS and, you know, OSHA saying we strongly encourage vaccination of workers uh, against the continuing dangers posed by COVID-19 in the workplace. But it appears that they, at least for now, uh, are backing off of this as we at the table know to be an unconstitutional mandate. Carol. Yeah, well, and, and honestly, they really need to, because if you look at the number of jobs that we have that are unfilled, yeah. almost 11 million in this country, you can't afford to have a large swath of the population now be ineligible to work because they haven't been vaccinated for whatever their reason happens mm -hmm. to be. I mean, it's, it's an absolute um, state of insanity. Yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned that it's, you know, it's really like your whole entire country has jumped the shark when you have unvaccinated healthcare workers being uh, fired so that vaccinated COVID positive patients can come take care of other people. It, that's a head scratcher. And, and don't forget too that the traveling nurses that were needed at these hospitals that were so severely short staffed, they didn't have to be vaccinated by the way, even though other nurses, you know, who got fired from said hospitals, <laughs> oh. they got fired because they weren't vaccinated. It's all science. This is all <laughs> science. Thank you, Faith. We're just, we're just, it was we're just, thank we're you. just following the science, but that's, that's the crazy thing. So you have these frontline workers who worked the entire pandemic yeah. when there wasn't a vaccine, found a way to keep themselves safe, right. whether they were a nurse or somebody bagging your groceries. Mm -hmm. And now I'm sorry, you can't have a job anymore because the government says so. You're no longer essential. Thank you for playing. Yeah. The crazy thing about what they're trying to do, and Biden even admitted, admitted as much about this OSHA thing uh, back when he first announced it. Is that they knew that it was unconstitutional, Correct. Mm -hmm. but yeah. they just decided to use the. And this is and this is modern leftism. I mean, this is even leftism going back to Woodrow Wilson. Is they knew they couldn't get certain things done because of the Constitution, so instead let's just use this overly bloated bureaucracy to try and get it done instead. Mm -hmm. But just think about that that mindset for a second. That's the political power that controls every branch of government right now. Their mindset is: look, we know that what we want to do is not constitutional. Yeah. We yeah. know that. But screw it, we're doing it anyway through this. We'll see if we can get away with it. Maybe the Supreme Court will step in. I don't know. Maybe we'll just start maybe, forcing maybe some justices too, to leave yeah. so that we can get, keep continue to get this done. Right. That's right. what that's all about. The worst part about it, though, is that when you become president, you take an oath to uphold the Constitution. Mm -hmm. So the fact mm -hmm. that Not you are <laughs> knowingly saying, I know this isn't constitutional, I'm pushing for it anyway, where's the fortitude everyone else has to say, um, that might be an impeachable offense. That's yeah. something that we should hold people to task for. We have had our constitutional rights trampled on, you jumped up and down, like uh, in, a, in a way I've never seen before in the last couple oh. of years. And there's no fortitude to actually do something about oh, I, it. You know, you know the like, left would have tried to impeach. They would have tried to impeach. I mean, it's, 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 it's way past time that, you know, the other side plays, starts playing by the same roles. In fact, what, who's the, uh, whoever is the new uh, nominee for Supreme Court, 
think he might have raped me at a party. Oh. I don't no. think there was. Oh, I, I don't think there was. I don't think there were witnesses. Yeah. I, you know, I, I personally I can't really remember all of the details. Don't remember all the details. You might have made it up right now, but yeah. that's fine. We need to go to court about <laughs> Still, it. Still, though, you, you should hearing. you should believe me because believe all Jasons. We. <laughs> We definitely need a hearing. When we come back, uh, a look at the defeat the mandate rally that our very own Savannah Hernandez attended. She'll give us the scoop. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So, if you are, uh, if you're just living in constant pain, uh, maybe you've reached the age that I have, where you just wake up in the morning and you just like you turn. You're trying to get out of the bed and you turn the wrong way, and you're like, "Well, I threw my back out." That's cool. Yeah, you don't want to do that, all right? What a lot of people don't realize is if you have arthritis, if you have neck problems, if you have knee problems, whatever the case may be, it's usually inflammation that is causing that pain. So if you're taking a, you know, you're rubbing a topical cream all over your shoulder or wherever your trouble parts are, um, it's actually just masking the problem. It's not getting to the root cause. All right, you got to take Omega XL. Uh, it is made from an essential fatty acid combination of the waters of New Zealand, which I know there are a lot of, I'm going to say primarily men out there. I'm going to be a little sexist for a second. <laughs> Most men are like, it's natural. It can't work. No, 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 it does. All right. It's backed by like 20, 30 years of clinical research. Um, I've used it. It works for me. It's worked for our very own Pat Gray. He was having elbow problems and everything was completely gone within two weeks, getting drastically better within like four, four days to a week. So you can get out of pain. It can be life-changing. Order a bottle of Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. As I mentioned before the break, Savannah going out there doing the work that nobody else wants to do, which is now the Defeat the Mandate rally, I'm sure, was very inspiring. Amazing, amazing to cover. Loved the rally. But it's but. the other people, the counter protesters that you got to be careful of. Now, normally, Sarah, and I've talked about how I've gone and I've covered Black Lives Matter, Antifa protests and rallies. Those are usually pretty dangerous. And there's big numbers, right? But at this rally, the Defeat the Mandates rally, there were thousands in attendance, beautiful scene, great patriotic energy, everyone there to fight for their constitutional rights and freedoms. There were about 10 pro-mandate protesters there to protest this. Wow. So the numbers there of BLM and Antifa members who were trying to fight back against this movement, there was about 10 of them. I somehow found them. <laughs> they were just as crazy as you would imagine. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so so let me, I want to play a couple of these because uh, you did, you ran into some, I'm just going to say some big weirdos. All right, oh, yeah. so let's play uh, a woman, and, and I want to get your reaction on this, Savannah, before we go to the next clip. A woman who, uh, she's she is itching to get more boosters, I guess. Watch. Now, would you be interested in talking to me about why it's important that you're protesting this today? Because I'm not a selfish person who thinks it's all about me. If we could get a 90% herd immunity, not natural immunity. We can get back to our lives. Are you vaccinated? I am double vaccinated and boosted. How many booster shots are you willing to get? As many as it takes. <laughs> so like 10, 20, 30? As many as it takes because I'm not a selfish bastard. I want to get back to my life. So if it takes 10, I am going to take 10. 
What if they never let you get back to your life, though? I'm not a selfish bastard. <laughs> I want to get back to my life. If everybody would oh, just no. No cooperate and do what it needs to do, we would have been out of this a year ago. But now we're gonna be, gonna be three years, four years, and five years because of a self, I said a selfish, self-righteous jackasses. You know, and scene. It, yeah, you and know, scene. it's weird because I feel like when we're talking about the concept of selfishness, I feel like it would be selfish to expect other people, total strangers, mm -hmm. to inject themselves with something because it makes me feel more comfortable. I feel like that right. would be the selfish perspective if we're talking about selfish and not selfish. Exactly. And you know what, Sarah? It took me everything in my body not to laugh while I was interviewing this woman because I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. I'm a journalist here, neutral reporter, but it's hard not to laugh when they're like, <laughs> I will take 10 boosters if that's what it takes to get back to my life. I love the government so much. And when the government gives me my freedoms and rights back, that's when it will be enough. And it's like, ma'am, <laughs> so you're never getting your freedom. Right, you, right. You understand that, right? <laughs> and I'm not going to push does. back against these people because, like I said, there's only 10 of them, but they will mob you. They're crazy. Yeah. I wasn't trying to get attacked, so I kind of just pushed back a little bit. But it's just so interesting, just the cognitive dissonance. You can see it in the beginning of the clip. She puts her mask on to pretend to be <laughs> yes. scared of me. And by the way, they're at an event with thousands of people, right, unmasked, screaming into the ether about how dangerous it is. And it's like, if you're that scared, why are you here first off? And then, of course, because she has has to have her five minutes of fame and also because yep. she knows she can't speak through a mask, she takes it right back down. Yeah. And I'm like, ma'am, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, this is all, it's almost like this is all political theater. All right, we've got one more here and I wanna uh, open the floor for, for you guys to, to pipe in on this as well. So this is, Savannah, you mentioned the term cognitive dissonance and that's actually, I'm glad that you said that. It was literally the term that I was about to use, especially for this next one too, <laughs> yeah. because it just, it's like, Yes, the vaccine hurt me, it injured me, but I'm still going to take another one. That's, that's what this one is, watch. I mean, I got dead family members. I just don't want to be the one that's responsible to passing it to someone that dies. Are you vaccinated? Yeah. Are you boosted? I even have, um, recovering from a vaccine injury, but I'll still get the booster as soon as I'm healed. How many boosters are you gonna get? As many as you have to. I'm still going to get the injury uh, as soon as it heals. That yeah. sounds like a solid plan. I wish anyone had as much faith in me as these two women have <laughs> in boosters. If you could just find one person in your life to have that much faith yeah. in you, what an amazing feeling You'd that be would unstoppable be. You'd be unstoppable, too. I really would be. Yeah. I really would be. That's, that's pretty incredible. It's frightening. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed. At, okay, just take the people that watch, like our audience. Mm -hmm. So if you ask them about you know, transmission, but you know, that uh, people that are vaccinated and boosted, if they can still right. get, catch the virus, if they can still get sick, answer is yes. And if they can transmit it to other people, the answer is yes. But these people, they sound, they seem like they've never heard that ever. Like yeah. they don't know that. Right. And they, the they just don't know this information. And that at that rally, there was speakers over loud speakers. So if they had just listened to the speakers who were there in attendance, you had Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, that were talking about all of these things, they're completely deaf to all of that. So it's like, hey, why don't you actually listen to the people at the event? Like everything you're talking about was available to them right there, but they were protesting it and they refused to listen. Well, and you would you could say that they would say, oh, anyone who talked at that event was a quack, but you also have the CDC <coughs> director herself Yourself saying these mm -hmm. things that it doesn't stop transmission, it doesn't stop you from catching it, which defeats the entire purpose of a mandate. Yeah, the, the crazy part to me is the people who are 
double vaxxed, one or more boosted, probably have five masks on, are the ones who are the most afraid of getting the virus. So if you didn't think that those things were going to help you, why are you doing that? I mean, that I mean, that's really sad. I mean, I know we all kind of laugh because it's silly, but it's it's kind of sad that there's mm-hmm. been that much fear mm-hmm. instilled in Americans and they've been able to to like basically capture their psyche and create mass crazy yeah. in such a short period of time for something where, you know, you could just look at the data and connect like A and B and mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. So this also scares me. Just the way they view the world, they view the country and they view what should happen in situations like this is vastly different yeah. than say like like me right. but and everyone here I'm right. sure but you mean the reasonable people the, the reasonable people <laughs> like it doesn't matter even if you're moderate or what like I, I don't know where you have to go to to actually go to a, to a place in Washington DC they're saying hey the government can't force us to do this and they're saying no the government needs to be able to force you to do this yeah I'm like what like, I, I so I'm with like a bunch of groups with like a bunch of big time nerds, like foreign policy. What? Yeah, I know. I'm I know. shocked. That totally sounds shocking. Fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys right? play Dungeons okay. and Dragons too? Yeah, like my people. <laughs> so they were all making, uh, they were talking in this very intellectual way. Right. About, they thought they were just so smart. And they were like, oh my gosh, like China, they're the ones that are out for the individuals. They're the individual society. Yes. They're like, the, America's more like the collective society yeah. because we collectively are selfish. Right. And I'm like, what? are you kidding me? And, and I was like, guy, because they're like, yeah, like China's for the common good. That's about individuality. Oh. And I'm like, how many authoritarians in the world have ever used the common good to force right. you know things yeah. onto you and to take away your freedoms? Yeah. I was like, Western-style democracy is about prioritizing personal freedom, which, by the way, is not an easy thing. Right. Freedom is not easy. Right. Mm-hmm. But it says it's you messy. can't force me to do things. Yeah. We think that is oppressive. Blew their minds. Right, like I saw a bunch of you see the like the three little blue dots, <laughs> and they disappear. Three blue disappear. Three disappear. Literally, they don't think that way. Yeah. That has that is the divide in this country right now, and it's it's kind of frightening. And the actually. the approach to risk. I have this this saying, which I'm sure if you're an insurance person, you probably said it before me. But your know, risk mitigation is a strategy. Risk elimination is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as entirely eliminating risk from your life. So we have to figure out ways to mitigate it and to live among it. And the, the fact that people are like, no, until this thing goes away, like, I'm not changing. And it's like, well, guess what? You're going to be doing this until the end of time. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Span a last word on this. It makes me so sad because I realize that a lot of these people and this stark divide between the two Americas, if you will, pro-freedom, pro-government tyranny, is they've been targeted by government propaganda so severely that they're willing to give up their rights, their freedoms for security. They've been lied to for the past two years so severely that they will come up to you and physically abuse you if you're not wearing a face mask, if you're not bending the knee, if you're not capitulating and giving up your rights to the government. So I used to get super angry at people for telling me to put masks on. Now I'm like, I'm so sorry that you've been targeted by the government and that you are living in fear and you've been so manipulated. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a better way to look at and it. And they than pulled I do. down their mask to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and don't put your mask on. Yeah. Please do it now. <laughs> Every time. Oh my gosh, it kills me. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, the segment Built Bar. So uh, Built Bar is there for those of you who are trying not to pack on the pounds this year. Maybe you have some weight to lose, uh, but you're looking for a good way to do it because you have a sweet tooth. I know there are so many of us out there who you're like constantly craving things. There are a lot of you working from home. Maybe you're visiting the pantry every five seconds. Like, I'm bored. I want to eat. That's like what my my nine-year-old does. I'm, I wore to that point. I'm like, 
Why are you in the pantry you just ate? I don't know. I'm bored. Get out of the pantry. You're not hungry. Uh, Built Bar is there for those of you adults who are like that, but you don't want to pack on the pounds eating candy bars or things that you know you shouldn't be eating. It is a protein bar, but it is, uh, it's all covered in 100% chocolate, and it's low in calories, 180 calories or less, 18 grams of protein usually, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 net carbs, so you know that you are eating something that you can feel good about. Uh, you may feel like you eat it and you're like, this tastes too good. I feel like I should, be, I should feel guilty about this. No, you don't have to. All right, you can go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your order. That is NEWS15 over at built.com. The United States supply of computer chips has reached uh, such alarmingly low levels that um, a bunch of American manufacturers are now apparently, they may be shutting down. Uh, this is from the Biden administration. They say that uh, a bunch, so this is how it works. I, and I'm very unfamiliar with how chips work, because I'm not a nerd like Jason. Maybe he understands it a little bit better. Potato chips? Uh, <laughs> Talk about that all day well, long. that's fair. You are an expert <laughs> at that as well. But uh, so these uh, American companies that use semiconductors, so these are like automakers, medical device manufacturers, a bunch of electronic device producers, uh, they use chips in all of their products. They have just five days of inventory on shelves. This is compared to 40 days of inventory in 2019. Um, obviously, this is you know amid all of this supply chain crisis that we've talked about multiple times on the show. And this was uncovered in a report released by the Department of Commerce called, <laughs> golly, this has got to be a boring job. Risks in the semiconductor supply chain. That's the name of the report. I fell asleep as soon as you. <laughs> I feel attacked. I feel attacked. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carol. But okay, but you and Jason are doing the boring work that none of us. That's yeah, like we're trying to make it interesting. Yeah. We're trying to make it interesting. So here's the problem. The problem is that all of these idiot manufacturers decide to make everything electronically based that we don't need. Like I don't need a refrigerator that like tells me yeah. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> or a microwave yeah. that you know plays my, you know my favorite Aerosmith song. Like, right. like we don't need these things. Like let's Whoa, go we back. We might actually need that. That's well, okay. Cool. <laughs> Waking up to crying when I'm like warming up my coffee is kind of good. Loving a microwave. But like we don't need these. So like let's rethink and maybe go a little bit more analog. All of this over dependence on technology and digital is not serving us particularly well. And the answer isn't make more chips, it's dial it back a little bit. Yeah, I like yeah. that, Jason. I think the, the world's biggest chip supplier is um, Taiwan, I believe. Um, China's up there, but um, we're falling way behind. But this is a serious thing. So, um, so personal stories, like my mom actually gave me a call and she's like, I can't believe this, but the uh, car manufacturer, like I don't know, Chevy, whatever it was, called her and was like, hey, we'd love to give you X amount of dollars. They gave her almost full price for like a 10-year-old car. Yeah. Wow. You talk about like the high cost of used cars right now, yeah. this is a big factor. Yeah. You saw my new bike, it's dope, right? Yeah, it's great. So I, the reason I got that is because they called me as well. No Out way. of the blue, and we're like, hey, um, yeah, this is, the, this is what we'll give you. Basically, almost full price for a four-year-old four bike. And so I got another bike, but um, wow. I had a conversation with the guys down there, and like, yeah, it's hitting motorcycle dealers like Harley, Indian, all the auto insurance. Like, right now we should have the full, like, we should have thirty to forty of the twenty twenty two lineups out here on the floor. Mm -hmm. They had like two, so they're like, Jeez. we have nothing to sell. 
Yeah. So yeah. they're calling all these people, giving a ton of money, and then selling a ton of money so that they have something to sell on the floor. Yeah, here's, here's a wealth creation opportunity for the viewers. I mean, if you have maybe an extra car that your teenager uses or one that's not being used as much in the family, now is the time to get rid of it, to lock in that used car price, mm -hmm. get that extra money, mm -hmm. and then just wait this out, which eventually it right. will come back um, and then you know, go into the market then. But that's a really good opportunity. If, if you have a car that isn't absolutely necessary, mm. you're going to maximize your value by selling it now. Carol, all I'll say is um, I've been saving up for a car for the past four years and I picked a hell of a year to buy a used car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for more years. I'm oh, waiting for no. more years. I'll sell you mine. I'll sell you the same price. Oh, <laughs> so, that, so what's the alternative? Is it like like a, like a powder puff bike or like what are, what are you doing instead? <laughs> I'm just, just driving my running same it into car. The ground. Yeah, you okay. know what? I uh, had money in the stocks and crypto and I was just, you know, saving up my money, getting ready to make some big purchases. And then the Joe Biden supply chain hit. And here I am trying to, you know, live in live in America well, well, with these prices. I'll, I'll tell you something, Savannah, as somebody who wants to make you wealthier just hold out as long as possible. Mm -hmm. I drive a 2004 that was I bought in 2003, and I will drive wow. it until it stops working because it is a depreciating asset, yeah. and you want to get assets that increase in value. So I'd rather see you enter the stock market and do those kinds of things than waste it on a car. Yeah, now's a good time to buy into the stock market, I've heard. We had a, rough, a little rough uh, start to the year in the stock market. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's. I've got a couple more things I want to get into, but um, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll get into those after the break. We'll be back. So the Biden administration this week is finally delivering on the promise to send at-home, well, they say free at-home COVID tests. We all know that they are not free. <laughs> but they're sending these at-home COVID tests to Americans. Uh, a lot of Americans started realizing something very interesting whenever they turned over the box. Um, it's just that they're all, they're made in China. So that's, that's really good. I mean, hey. The virus is made in China, too, so it's only proper, I guess, that the test is made uh, at the same place. But uh, we have a, a tweet from uh, Beth Bowman. Got my free COVID test. What a joke. Not only are they made in China, but the sealed tube was open and went everywhere. Theoretically, I could only use one test because of the lack of solution. Um, I am. I, look, I'm, am, am I surprised? No. No, I'm not surprised. These are tests that are manufactured by iHealth Labs. The company is headquartered in California, but um, that didn't stop them from manufacturing everything in China. Carol, I feel like you might have some insight on this. Well, I mean, like you said, who knows more about the virus than yeah. the people in China? So yeah. it only makes sense that they would be the ones to be able to detect this. It just goes to show the over-reliance of our supply chain on China, the fact that we're going to make a deal with a quink-wink American company, but then they're going to go and they're going to go to China for the sourcing. I'm actually surprised, um, you know, given all of the different issues that we have, you know, particularly with the supply chain, how expensive it is to ship things over if you can even get a container mm -hmm. that we were able to do this. But again, it's the taxpayer dollars, so right. no expense spared on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. No kidding. And weren't uh, they just handing out N95 masks to Congress that were also yeah. made in China? That also mm. happened last week. And more importantly, why are we still doing these COVID tests? What is the point of this? It's absolutely 
ridiculous. We are two years into this. We all know that COVID is an everyday part of life. It's a virus that's never going to go away. If you are sick, stay home. It's ridiculous that we're still testing people like this. Well, especially with the false positive that, yeah, that exists. Exactly. And we know that they exist. If you have other viruses that may be similar. This is, this is crazy because this is the story is reminding me of, we covered this on something probably a year ago or something, but China were actually pretty much admitted that their tests weren't really effective, so they were having to do these anal, the anal swab swabs, yeah. tests. And because they're bringing those them can back. Because those are <laughs> yeah, They're bringing those back. Those Which, are back in fashion no right in time way. for the Olympics, yes. Yeah, didn't they anally swab oh. some of our U.S. diplomats yeah, and yeah. then they were like, oh, that was an accident. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so which are these tests? Are these the anal swab tests? Are no, these like the those nose, are not the at-home. The nose are, rape tests. Yeah, I think these are the they're the the nasal swab, and then you put it in the solution, and it the ones gets that weren't very accurate, so they right. had to go to the others. Right. Well, yeah, there's. I a, mean, it people looks like can't even figure test. out how to vote. How are they going to like get a collection out of their <laughs> nose? I mean, yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, Savannah, to, to just to go back to your point, it's like if you have a runny nose and no fever and no, you know, like maybe you should just not be a little bitch and ride it out. Yeah, I don't know, exactly. you know, I mean, I, so I went to, I was at urgent care when I threw my back out and I literally could not move. And we were like, I need, I don't know what I need. Uh, maybe I need heroin, I'm not sure, but I just need something so that I could not be in constant pain. And um, when we were in there checking in, there was another lady who came in and I mean, she seemed fine and she was walking about just fine and her hair was done and her makeup was done and they were like, what are you, what are you coming in for? And she just said, um, congestion. And I was like, I don't really. When has that ever been a thing? Sarah, I don't care friend. for congestion. I have a friend like, who's why? a nurse, and that's what she was telling me. She was telling me that people after COVID came yes. out over the past few years will go into the hospital yes. for anything. They will have a, co a cold, and they'll go into the hospital, and they're like, put me in a bed. It's done. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> their life is over. Because they've yeah. frightened yeah. these people into like a complete state of being a hypochondriac. Yep. Here's yeah. the thing if you are sick, I don't care if it's COVID. I don't care if it's the flu. Like if you got nasty germs, like nobody wants that crud. Right. Just please stay, stay home. home. It's just not that difficult. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I feel like, but I feel like as society, we've done that for many, many no, years. No, you don't travel that much. I've had people on planes next to me all the time with their like, you know, entire medicine cabinet, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, that's so gross. I can tell you that there are people of this country before COVID did not stay home when they were sick. Hopefully this is a learning experience. Well, I don't travel I very much. Yeah. I'm, and I must know the right people. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, when we have the flu, we just stay home. Like, See, I, right. that's not even. Carol, you just have to OD on vitamin C and hope for the best. I, I, and I do. And I do. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm down with my zinc and my C and whatever. But every once in a while, you see that person and they've got yeah. that medicine cabinet mm -hmm. with them. And you're like, I know I'm going to be sitting next to them. Yeah. And I always am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to go to, Jason, you mentioned it uh, off air between the break. I uh, is just in breaking news today, guys, this afternoon. Spotify has decided they will be pulling Neil Young's music after he issued the ultimatum letter demanding that Joe Rogan be removed from their platform. I am shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked because, you know, Joe Rogan just has, what, 11 million listeners per episode? That's like, you know, 200 million uh, the people The most popular podcast in the country. Ever, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then there's Neil Young. What was he thinking? I'm sure I would love to have been the Spotify people. They're like, quick, pull up the numbers on how many times, the last time Old Man was streamed. <laughs> you know, and they're like... 
two years ago? Yeah, I, uh, I, have, the, I have the numbers <laughs> because I'm a loser and this is what I do. But I heard it was six million streams versus something like, like 200 million, million something like month. that for Joe. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So the contest there, if you're just going by the numbers, and again, the song lasts for like a couple minutes. Joe Rogan's podcast lasts for like... Point. 10 years, right, <laughs> something right, like right. that. So in terms of the, the number of minutes that you're sucking somebody in with the Joe Rogan, just on a, a pure yeah. cost-benefit analysis, like you weren't going to win that fight. And I don't understand because I heard that he didn't have the rights to them anyway. So he's just like, I'm just going to throw this out there. It doesn't even impact me, but like <laughs> nobody's heard my name and I need a couple of minutes. So That's I'm just going to go say. after Joe Rogan. How <laughs> America right now is like, who is Neil Young? Yeah. I, I legitimately, I, I, I got him confused with Neil Diamond, but then neither of them I really knew who sung what. No, so truly, I was like, what is Neil Young's most popular song? Is it Rockin' in the Free World? Maybe, um, which maybe. is hilarious yeah, if it is. The yeah. Free World, world right? Yeah, the irony of all irony. Oh, but I really, I don't yeah. even, I could not even, like, Come I feel up like he's one, one of those that, like, if you, that you heard the song, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh. I didn't know it was that guy." Right, like he, right. He's, he's you know, one of those. He's like, hey. you know, like you know how Don Cheadle's in like every movie, but you can't name <laughs> yeah. which movie. It's like the same <laughs> yeah, thing. Where he's got yeah. a lot of music, but you're not really sure which ones are. Yeah, there yeah. was a collection of those guys, like Cat Stevens and a bunch of other guys. Well, he's the, the cats in the they, cradle guy because yeah, he yeah. makes everyone cry. Right, so we know him. But they were like the hip. They were the hippies back in the day, kind of like they were the anti-establishment. Screw the government. Now they're exactly opposite. Happened. I don't know. What happened to hippies? How did all the liberals become pro big government? When did that happen? Anti art, anti free speech, mm-hmm. yep. anti anything that pushed it's the, the envelope. Thing. It is really odd. It's, it's yeah. so well. I mean, you meant you said Rage Against the Machine, yeah. like literally the band Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> They're raging for the machine. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's the mo- it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Double speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very by, strange. By the way, we don't have time to play the clip, but I would just like to give everyone bad news. Nancy Pelosi has announced uh, her reelection bid for 2022, and she well, she says that uh, look in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch. For the children. children. You gotta do it for your children. (laughs) That is a great That's amazing. Uh, So, unfortunately, the rumors that surfaced earlier. They're hilarious. They're like, you know, that game where you like, you add in bed after everything you say and it's (laughs) hilarious? They're like, for the Democrats, it's, oh, say this, but oh, add in for the children. For the children. After it, yeah, and we're we're totally cool. Or for our democracy. Yeah, or for the. And you have to watch the clip because it's like Mr. Rogers on crack. You know, it's got the beautiful day in the neighborhood, but then Nancy's in the middle talking about the children, and there's no, like, you know, cardigan or anything yeah. involved, and it's very, like, very weird. Hey, at least yeah. your eyebrows went back to normal in that clip. <laughs> they weren't up, you know, up here. Okay, you know what? Okay, Control, do we still have time if we take a break now? Okay, all right, let's take a break now, and we'll come back and watch it. <laughs> we twisted your arm into that. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. Their health, their education, the housing and economic security of their families, a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a world at peace in where they are all welcome and in which they can reach their fulfillment. That is my why, why I am in Congress. For the children. <laughs> this is my story, and this is my song. This is a As you hear me say, not real. when you're in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch for the children. <laughs> this is not real. Nothing less is at stake 
than our democracy. I'm more focused on her trying to keep her But as we say, we don't agonize, we organize. And that children. is why I am running for re-election to Congress and for respectfully seek your support. <laughs> so That's I not real. It, that's not real. It's real life is beyond parody right now. She's like, she. did you notice she, every time she repeated for the children, she got like, she smiled really big. She was like, that's why I'm running for Congress for the children, for the children. But it's weird because I feel like if you are that much for the children, which I totally support if you are for the children, I feel like you would at least want them to be born. Yeah. So that then they could live out and fulfill all of these things that Nancy is saying. That's an important step, for mm -hmm. sure, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, well, look, the sad part is I don't think she's going to have a problem getting reelected. How many times did she say, for the children? Did we count we should that? Count, we should count I it. I was just Top looking five, for six. Hansel and Gretel and telling them to stay away from the oven because she looked like she was about, where the two children? Come look. Come, you, come into my oven, children. Uh, all right, make sure you follow all of these lovely people and uh, get the book, The War on Small Business. Thank you guys so much. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.